Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome back to another episode of SwiftCast on the Air. I'm your host, Clay McElrath. Today, I'm talking with Matt Rosentrader and Jiron Dalati of CC4CS, uh, CC4CS.com, if you're curious. And we're talking about security, something very prevalent to their application uh, and, and their product overall. So, um, I'd like to introduce you to them. Matt, Jiron, tell me about CC4CS. Um, first of all, what does it stand for? So CC4CS stands for Critical Controls for Cybersecurity. It's basically, you know, a play on the critical controls. There's a lot of focus around hacking right now and how do you prevent it or how do you slow it down. And so, you know, a lot of groups have given their opinions on what the controls should be and how to do them. The problem with it is, is that when you look at the controls that are put out by some of the best, some of them are really complicated. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And almost, if you look at all the controls, if you put all the controls in place, it's almost impossible for a you know medium-sized business, let alone a small-sized business, to be able to do it. Even enterprise businesses rarely have the, the time, and resources, and money to be able to implement all the controls. So I felt there was a need that there needed to be a balance. There needed to be a product that was somewhere in between that made sense, was easy to use. And I thought, you know, this would be a good opportunity for, uh, you know, to produce CC4CS. We've been talking about mobile for a little while, and you've already told me that you've got some secret sauce in, in the works, so you can't really divulge too much information about your app specifically or what you're doing. But we can tell our audience that security is probably one of the most prominent features of the application. And so love to chat with you guys today about uh, what you think about mobile in general, like what is valuable to you as a, as a business owner. And then let's, let's dive into some security aspects of, of Swift and, you know, iOS security. Um, so to kick this off, let's just chat. You know, I, I'm curious because I'm so biased, right? I, I run SwiftCast TV and I, I'm working with Swift every day. Um, I, I love Apple. I, I'm an Apple fanboy, you know, smack me now. But um, I just am. I'm an Apple fanboy and I really don't value Android as highly uh, as iOS. And I'm curious, like as entrepreneurs and tech guys, um, you're, you're probably a little bit less biased because um, you haven't been in the mobile space as, as much as I have. So what do you think? What are your, what do you value in mobile? Well, I can tell you for me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the diehard Mac fan. Like, like most people are, I, I, I gotta be honest. I, I grew up with IBM and so Unix and AIX were, were really my forte. So, so I'm a, I'm a Linux fan. The interesting thing about it is you would think because I'm a Linux fan, I would, I would really go for, you know, an Android, but I gotta be honest. I'm a security buff more than I am a Linux buff. So to me, security is very important. And when I look, when I, you know, when I look at iOS and I look at Apple, for me, there, there's only one choice, and that choice is Apple products when it comes to security, uh, especially in the, you know, when we're talking mobile, because that phone can't technically, you know, it can't be hacked, and it, and there's just so much security that's built around it, and it's the overall. Basically, you know, it's it's the overall vision of, of Steve Jobs, right? You know, make a secure product, make it easy to use, and make it fun to use. And, and fundamentally, you know, I think that sticks with it. And so for me, 
not being a huge Mac fan or even an Apple fan, there would be no other device other than, you know, than that iPhone for me. Interesting. Yeah. I'd... Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page there, so. Yeah. Well, I am too. I mean, sold. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I would say specifically for me, um, you know, it's the fact that I, I love the simplicity of being able to just install apps um, on an Android from you know, from an email even. I mean, you could just take a package and, and just run the app, but that is such a, a huge security vulnerability. Like Apple to really, um, to do anything even even close to that, you have to jailbreak your phone. You have to go through a lot of effort to remove the security layers that are in place by default to do things that, sure, maybe they're more convenient, but that doesn't mean it's the best way, right? And um, I just, I, I love, people hate that Apple products are so locked down, but to me, that's that's what makes them so valuable. Um, I think that a, a locked down product is a good product. I can trust a good, pro- a, a secure product, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. You know, know I- ironically for me, um, I was I was just reading this the other day by one of the guys, uh, Paul Paul Buquet, I think is his name. He, so he built Gmail, and his, his big uh, belief is, do three things really great. And and for me, that's where iPhone and iPad really do it well, right? They do think three things great. They don't sell you on features, they still they sell you on on their on their simplicity, on the ease of use, and so on and so forth. And it's funny that someone from Gmail wrote that because he is a huge believer in iPhone and iPad as well, but he was with the Google team where Google helped build Android. Um, and for me, it's like, I don't care about features. I, it's great. It can do a million and one things for me. It's still a phone. I want it to do my simple things. I want it to do a couple nice apps to help me keep organized, but I don't want dings and dongs and dongs and dings and notification left and right as to like everything that's going on in my life. I, I, I like to have a little bit of separation. So mm-hmm. yeah, for me, I, I just, I, again, I love balance. I love minimalism and I love just doing a couple of things great rather than a bunch of things good. Right. Yep. I think that makes a lot of sense. So overall, um, as you're, as you're planning your kind of mobile endeavors, uh, it sounds like you're, you're thinking Apple first. Um, so then how would that impact maybe your language of choice? There are a lot of different languages now, um, you know, from PhoneGap to Titanium, you know, being the JavaScript frameworks that let you build uh, one app and essentially run it on either systems. And, um, you know, Go is in the process of, of building a, a library to uh, support Android and iOS um, since they both use the LLVM compiler. Um, and I know you guys are both Go devs. So I'm just curious, like, you know, as you get deeper into um, mobile development, and this is forward thinking, so I'm sure your answers might might change as you as you move forward. But um, do you what what language do you think you would lean towards right now? Do you think it would be native like Swift and Objective C, or do you think you would go for something more cross platform and familiar to you like Go? So, so I, I've actually thought about this a lot. And it comes back to to a thing I like to say a lot is I like to take the red pill. I like I like learning the truth behind behind the matrix. Um, and for that reason, I would love to do Swift for iOS, and I'd love to stick for Go for Android, just because Go is developed by Google and so is Android. So I feel like there won't be too much um, uh, translate loss in translation. Mm-hmm. 
but but I love I love the idea of Swift being a lot like Go, where it's simple, it's easy to use, and it's and it gives you access directly to the phone, and it doesn't it doesn't give you a lot of BS and assumptions. It's it's very just linear and nice code. Yeah. Um. And, and that's that's what I would I would prefer personally. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That's that's it for me. Okay. It, cool. it, yeah. You know, for for me, it's it's pretty interesting. I, I think you know, as you get as you get to know me more, you'll you'll know that my C background is insane. I I did C for many many moons, and I loved it, and I I had a real passion for it. And when I looked at Objective C, I, I couldn't have been more disgusted <laughs> with <laughs> with the language. I thought, wait, I can't even believe this somehow even bears the name of C because it wasn't anything like it, and it, mm-hmm. nothing I wanted to even touch. I never even got into it because. It was horrid. Yeah, I finally so got it right. You know, when they when they released Swift, I was like looking at it. I'm like, this reminds me of C. This is a powerful language, but yet it's it's easy and it's simple. And as far as the difference between Swift and Go, I actually find that Go is actually harder to program than Swift because Swift has a large user base. It's got a great community. It's got well written documentation and you know the whole WWDC is just insane, and you can you know you can watch videos, you can get documentation. It's great, and it, it looks like C, and it reminds me of C, and it was very easy for me to pick up and, and utilize. And the libraries that are in it are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's it's it is the same as G. It's Go, it you know it's Go on 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 the platforms that I need Go on. It's Swift for the. You know the mobile programming as far as the iPhone goes, or the you know any of the tablets. Yeah, that's that's really the way it is for me. That makes sense. So I kind of have even the watches, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that's going to yeah. be uh, next True. week, I think. Or... <laughs> yeah, when the uh, when the watches came out, we actually bought a couple domains just for fun. <laughs> nice, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Good investment. Come up with an idea at three a.m. and start cr- cranking on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I had one last question for you guys in terms of uh, kind of security uh, and Swift uh, overall. Um, It's a question that is kind of near and dear to my heart. I think far too few of developers uh, think about or care about security. And I kind of wanted to address things like, um, you know, iCloud example was hacked. You had the the nude celebs uh, pics leaked and um, you know, big deal, and, and it called into question Apple's, you know, who was always this gorilla in security uh, and known for security, and, and oh, lo and behold, they, they have an issue. So what are your thoughts, being uh, some security gurus yourselves, like, what are your thoughts, like, what advice would you give um, Swift developers to make their apps more secure, and especially taking in the assumption, like, that they need to use iCloud, but iCloud's not perfect and might be hacked again. Could you make any recommendations for that? Is there any way for them to protect their apps and protect their data? Don't use easy passwords. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, it, it co- for me it comes back to people think like security is this big magic bullet. There's a special product, or and no, somebody's unhackable, and none of that's true. I think it it doesn't. The programmers need to take into account certain things about security that I'm sure Matt could, could divulge more on. But for me, I'm more about it's a process for each and every user. 
And the biggest thing you can do for security is educate your users. Um, share with your users what's a powerful password. Don't let them put in crappy passwords. Don't let them do stupid things um, that just will not help them. Educate them as to like what is security. And the thing about mobile for me is it's, it's going to be huge in 10 years. I mean, there's 4.4 billion more people waiting to get on the internet. And I guarantee you they're probably going to come from mobile over computers, you know? And mm -hmm. For me, it's just like people just need to start learning it as much as people are slowly starting to learn how to program just for fun on the side. That the security isn't a big scary thing as everyone likes to think it is. It's a lot of just like just take simple measures and cautions as to as to what your passwords are, as to what what you even let leak out like that. Like why are you putting your pictures on iCloud when you know that's out out there in the server server worlds and you know so <laughs> right. stuff like that is just what my thoughts are. Yeah. Well, you know, um, that's, that's interesting. The, the, the biggest thing that, that G says is it's, it's process. And so that's what a, a lot of people don't understand, but here's an interesting concept from, from a cryptography standpoint, you know, my, my favorite is, is Bruce Shiner and probably a lot of people's. If you look at, at the way he does cryptography, 90% of his cryptography is process. <laughs> the other 10% is actually mathematics behind the cryptography. Mm -hmm. So as far as securing applications and, and being able to try to make stuff hack-proof or even hacker-resistant, the bottom line is it, it first starts with the process. Um, I do feel like we're missing... We're, we're missing a layer when it comes to cryptography, and I think we're, we're there's something has been missed over the last ten years. I think the the I, you literally look at the the best book that's out there right now, which is it is Bruce Schneider's book, and I think it was updated in '95, and I think it was all written in C routines. And when you look at it, we are still using those concepts. Somebody needs to to come up with an, another way somebody smarter than, than me or smarter than g run and smarter than any of us combined you know you need one of those great engineers that that sees cryptography and, and we need newer improved ways and, and we need thought leaders in in that area that can actually come up with something it's been too many years and we're still using you know basically the same practices okay maybe we've implemented a you know a different algorithm or we've, we've we've mangled something or added a salt to it but when you really look at the raw mechanics and the mathematics behind it it hasn't changed in too many years mm -hmm. yep i totally agree i i think it starts with with baby steps you know i think it, it starts uh with the individual here and now you know so anyone out there working on a mobile app should just pay attention to security maybe don't take for granted the, the fact that Apple is secure and, and maybe write in your own layer. Uh, encrypt your own data. On top, I mean, sure, iCloud data, is, you know, two-way data is, is encrypted and, and you, you know, are talking over SSL and, and that's fine. Um, but I think that there's something to be said for um, going out and um, doing your own homework, doing your research and, and kind of trying to secure your data without making assumptions. And right. I'm a big believer in just don't be lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like don't don't make like global variables where you shouldn't just because it's easier to code it that way. Things like that. Like just pay attention and, and take take five to ten minutes to really really think about what it is you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, I think that's the ultimate takeaway. Uh, I don't think I could segue into a better outro myself. So. 
like G said, um, don't take shortcuts, don't be lazy, um, care about security, and take the proper steps to implement it. Really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, I'd like to thank Matt and G-Ron for uh, joining me for today and talking about security. Love to have you back in the future. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And with that, I will leave you with Marcha Muerte by the Gandua Sound Project.